Blog Talk Radio. Boxes, 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 boxes. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders, my bad. Outsiders Boxing Podcast. Coming at you in full effect like we do each and every Wednesday. Oh, today's Thursday. Your boy was out on the town. Didn't get to make it in Thursday. I mean, Wednesday, but wanted to get the show in. Got to do something real quick tonight. Um, A lot going down in boxing. Not going to be able to talk about everything. Going to be talking about the main fight this weekend. Um, Mikey Garcia coming off a brutal despicable L to Earl Spence, you know, staying at welterweight, going to fight Jesse Vargas. Should be a good fight, man. Um, There's a lot going on in boxing this weekend. There's hell of a fight. Not hell of a fight, but hell of fights this weekend looking at the the schedule. So I'm going to run down that. I'm going to talk a little bit about Deontay Wilder's excuses, maybe a little about the Tyson Fury glove controversy. Uh, got to watch a little video of that. Saw a video of the first fight. Sort of looked exactly the same. We don't know if this boy's got a roll of quarters in his knuckles or, or, or in his gloves or is he punching, cheating, sliding his hands down and punching through the side of the gloves instead of through the padding. Might be hidden. Might have been hitting my boy with bare knuckles, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. And also, word on the street is that Tyson Fury is is about to offer Deontay Wilder step-aside money so he could take that Anthony Joshua mega, mega fight. You know, um, didn't put it in the caption, but we also got the uh, preliminary numbers for the pay-per-views, the USA buys, the U.S. buys for the Wilder Fury 2. Wanted to know if that's good. We were predicting a million. Some people were saying two million buys. Didn't crack that, but did pretty much the best pay-per-view we've seen in, in a while. So um, with that said, we ain't going to take up too much of your time today, tonight. Um, had an excellent show. One of our best shows did one of our better numbers last week. Appreciate everybody listening. Um on Sunday, didn't get RC on, man, but, you know, we did find him. You know, he erased his tweet about his love for white women. I don't know why he did that, but that's been erased. And he's acting like that never happened, but he is alive. We did find him, and uh, we're happy to say that. Hopefully he might be around tonight, but he's definitely in the mix. But uh, with that said, let's take it to my man, JP. I know he said he got some Bible study going on, so we're getting it in a little early today. Um Try to get in and out. But, yeah, like I said, let's take it down to Southern California, to Inglewood, to 
to the host of the Relatively Fat and Black podcast. Uh, he's doing a lot of good work over there, the new sports center. You know, we ain't heard from him in a while, so hopefully he's got something for us pretty soon. But, uh, yeah, let's take it out there to my man, Heavy Handed J, a.k.a. JP, or should I say that the other way around? JP, a.k.a. Heavy Handed J. What's up, baby? Oh, man. Making this run, making this run home, man. Picking up my garters in the baseball game and I'll go to church. How's my sound, man? I'm on these uh, Bluetooth headphones. I'm good? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay. Yeah, making them runs, making them rounds, man. Trying to get home for a minute before I got to go back out again. You tell you something, y'all don't know pressure until a pastor is putting pressure on you. Until the pastor gets to sending you personally text, hey, I'm going to see you tonight. Y'all going to make it Sunday, ain't you? That's pressure. So, uh, yeah, I'm in that mode, man. But uh, as far as the boxing goes, we got a a good one coming up. I feel like uh, the boxing world is still on last week's fight, which is kind of strange. Usually the recap or the, the remnant of last week's fight doesn't seem to linger this long. Maybe it's due to the shock we all had or whatever it be. Tons of controversy surrounding Wilder Fury 2 and just tons of different story. Rumor mill is spinning out of control. Um, whether it be Tyson's alleged gloves being, you know, tampered with or Deontay with this super heavy costume or is it Deontay taking step-aside money. Nonetheless, it's been a bit of a circus. Social media has been buzzing since. And our, our, our white brothers, you know, our white brothers, they got a W, and they are celebrating out there. So shout out to them, man. Uh, let's do this, Willa. Yeah, definitely, most definitely. Now, I said there was a lot of fights this weekend. I lied. Uh, you know me. When I look at stuff, my dates be off. You know, I'm in the whirlwind most of the time. But uh, there's a lot of fights Friday, tomorrow. There's like uh, two cars tomorrow. Well, one of them. There was supposed to be a couple of cars. One of them has been postponed due to, due to the coronavirus. Corona's hitting boys hard. It's, it's spreading around. So hopefully, you know, hopefully in the year, we ain't all sickly, man, and we're still able to be doing this, man. But, uh, yeah, coronavirus has officially stopped this first uh, boxing bout uh, event. But this weekend, but it's next week weekend where there's like uh, four or five cards on Saturday. But this weekend, all to themselves, we got Mikey Garcia, um, 39 and one with 30 KOs versus, versus Jesse Vargas, 29 and two and two with 11 KOs, man. Now we all know Mikey Garcia was the prodigal son. One of the top pound for pound best in the game at one point, um, a four division champion for, uh, you know, four time, four way division champion, one of the best in the game. He decided that he wanted to go crazy he wanted to go from 140, which he's, you know, go from 140 to welterweight to 147 and fight one of the big dogs straight off the bat. No tune-up, no nothing. He wanted the big dog straight off the bat, Earl Spence. And I was one of the guys that thought Mikey saw something. You know, Mikey was supposed to have all intangibles. You know, he, he ain't the fastest. He ain't the strongest. But, God damn it, he's one of the best. And I thought – you know, me being a Mikey Garcia fan, that he was going to be able to do something with Earl Spence, that he saw something with Earl Spence. Went to the fight, you know, was on the floor, 
me and my old man went to the fight all the way out there, Jerry World. Um, thought thought we were gonna see something, and boy was I wrong. It was it wasn't as embarrassing as the Wilder ass whooping that he just took last Saturday, because you know Mike Garcia is Mexican, so I didn't take it to heart that bad. But it was an embarrassing loss. Mikey Garcia went in there, shelled up, and just got beat up for 12 rounds. Didn't get knocked out, but he got beat up for 12 rounds. Um, So, with that said, we thought maybe Mikey Garcia was going to do the smart thing and go back down to 140. But he says, no, I'm not doing that. He still wants to prove that he can be a contender at 147. Instead of taking an easy fight, you know, somebody that he could easily whoop, he took a fight that I think is, is, is pretty good. You know, it's a pretty good stepping stone to see exactly where he is, and that's with Jesse Vargas. Now, Jesse Vargas is a uh, former champ. Uh, I think he might be uh, – let me think. Let me see. I think he might be a two – two-division world champion. I, I know he was a world champion at one time. Or he was the WBO welterweight. So he had the WBO welterweight title against Saddam Ali. And he had the super lightweight title. So, yeah, he's a two-division uh, two division champion. Um, we know him from his draw with Adrian Broner. You know, he took that L to Manny Pacquiao. He took the L to Timothy Bradley, but at the end, he uh, almost put Bradley to sleep, showing that he had that power to the 12th round. But it was a pretty pretty easy fight for Timothy Bradley. So Vargas is a guy who's, who's world, he's on the world-class level, but he ain't, he ain't on the elite level. So this is going to be a great test for Mikey Garcia to see exactly where he is when it comes to these bigger dudes. Um, you know, <clears throat> Mikey Garcia – He's a guy that we all, you know, that we all thought was good, like I said. But when you look at his resume, it isn't quite the best. You know, he doesn't have a lot of great names on there. Um, you know, he did beat Salido. Salido was 40 and 11 at that time. He did beat Juan Manuel Lopez. He was 30, 33 and 2. Roman Martinez, 27 and 1. He beat uh, Burgos, who was 30 and 1. You know, he really, when it comes to, he did beat Robert Easter Jr., which was a good win. That's another fight that I went to, you know. So I've seen Mikey Garcia live two times. I went out to L.A. and caught that fight. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know where Mikey Garcia is when it comes to 147, and I don't know. This isn't. This shouldn't be a 50-50 fight, I wouldn't say, but I would say this is more of a 60-40 fight, leaning towards Mikey Garcia because he has the skill. But Jesse Vargas is a big dude. Jesse Vargas is coming to fight, and Jesse Vargas, you know, they all say it, but, you know, he's saying this is the best he's ever felt and that, he, you know, he's going in to make, you know, to make, to make a name for himself. Now, they both fought Adrian Broner. Um... Mikey Garcia whooped up on Adrian Broner. Jesse Vargas got the draw, which was a fight most a lot of people say he might have won. Uh, I thought 
you know, if I could remember me being a little biased, I probably had it a draw. So if I'm biased and I had it a draw, you probably know what that means. But it was a pretty good close fight. Uh, when Adrian Broner wanted to throw, he threw. But I think he sort of wore out at the end. Vargas started coming on. But, you know, that's Broner for you. But when Broner and Mikey Garcia, he whooped him. So when you're, when you're going with the guys that they both fought, um, similar, you know, the same guy, you would think that that Jesse, that uh, Mikey Garcia should take the win. But I don't know. I've got to see what Mikey Garcia has at 147. His only fight at 147, he went out there and he pulled the Adrian Broner. Didn't throw any punches, was in there looking weak, not throwing, just getting beat up for 12 rounds. Um, like I said, I'm picking Mikey Garcia to win, but it wouldn't surprise me if this is a tough, tough fight. I think they said this is like uh, Marquez versus uh, Barret, uh, uh What's my man's name? Um, uh, Barrera. Um, I think they're saying there's supposed to be something like that, two Mexicans going at each other. I'm trying to figure out who Manny Pacquiao beat. The three Mexican guys, um, not the, yeah, uh, not the trainer one. I think it's Barrera. For some reason, his name is uh, I can't think of his name right now. But I'm supposed to say this is supposed to be a good ass fight. I'm looking forward to it. I think it should be a fight. This will, like I said, this will be a fight that Mikey Garcia will be able to show if he's legit at 147. I'm picking him to win but I'm looking for it to be a good fight, and I wouldn't be surprised if Jesse Vargas is just too big or too strong for him. Uh, with that being said, JP, man, I know you said it's going to be a good fight. Uh, break it down for us. How do you see it going and who do you have picked? My pick, my official pick is Mikey Garcia, um, split decision win. Yeah, well, this is a, a, a kind of a pick em fight. We don't know where Mikey Garcia is. <laughs> the things that we do know, we do know that Mikey Garcia smoked Adrian Broner and Jesse Vargas struggled with him. So anybody's going to use that as a sample, as some type of measuring stick. Um, I'm not 100% certain, so I'm going to go with my gut here. I don't believe Mikey Garcia is a 147-pound fighter. I more so believe that Mikey Garcia doesn't want to train hard enough to make one for him. I also believe that Mikey Garcia is – Kind of on a cash-out tour himself is the reason he makes himself a free agent, and he's always handled his career in that way. Uh, Mikey Garcia is here to get that bag, move on, move on, and be done with this sport. Um, There's way more money at 147, and I believe that's why he's there. Um, As for the fight, you know, Jesse Vargas has all the tangible things, um, bigger, stronger, longer all of those things, but again, the Adrian Broner fight, the, the common opponent between the two, um, Garcia did a lot better. However, one could argue whether or not Adrian Broner himself is a real 147-pound fighter. You know, you can order, yeah, Adrian can stand in there with guys 147, and I don't know his exact record since he's been at 147, but I highly doubt that it's good. In my recollection, off the top of my head, Adrian Broner has probably lost every fight at 147. I think he actually feel pain at a time. Uh, maybe one or two more scrubs, but any time he gets in there with a real 147, um, he struggles. 
That said, man, uh, I'm going to take Jesse Vargas. And this is a tough, tough pick for me because I know that Mikey has a lot on the line. You see, Mikey took a big hit, a big hit in profile status cachet with that beat down he took the Errol Spence. You know, he was the, the, the people's champ. He definitely was that, but I don't know if you call him the people's champ right now. You know, I, I'm not sure. Um, I think the, the Mexican fan base who, who supports him and really gets behind him, they're also on the fence. I think they're still supporting and supportive, but I don't know if they're as up for or in favor of Garcia as they were prior to the to the Spence fight. And that's just what happens in fan bases, man. I've been taking a lot of heat for uh, saying I've I jumped ship on Wilder. But I, I believe a lot of fans do the same, man. When your guy doesn't show you that stuff that you're looking for, you jump ship. Um the uh, the added, the analogy I'll add to that thought is when Adrian Broner lost to Marcos Maidana, I had never liked him more than I had liked him in a loss. So it's not about winning. I took a bunch of shit for Wilder and because he lost, and I said, though it's how you lose, how you prepare. Adrian Broner in a loss because he put it on the line and went for it, gave it his all. See, that stuff resonates through the television. You don't got you can't fake it. You can't you can't you can't fake it. It just resonates. And I think the fans were more behind Adrian Broner ever in that loss. Since all he did is go and lay down and get a check. So for Mikey Garcia, I think he still he's similarly in the same position. Um for him, I think he needs to win. Or this thing needs to be an epic battle. Aside from that, Mikey in a Mikey Garcia loss, and he's not going for it like crazy. You seem to show up and just say, "Okay, twelve, get up out of here." If he, if anything looks anywhere similar to that, Mikey Garcia will. It'll be hard pressed for him to regain his status as a guy that we actually care about in the boxing world. Um, this fight isn't high profile. It's actually it's following a big fight, so. You know, it's not scheduled to be a big fight. So, obviously, Mikey Garcia has taken a step down in status. So, for him, it's imperative, man, that he picks up this victory. Um, you know what? And with that said, I changed my mind. I'm taking Garcia. I'm going to take Garcia by a 12-round unanimous decision because I believe, and, uh, and Mikey knows, I believe Mikey knows that he can't afford to take another L here. If he wants to carry that status and, and have the, the, the people behind him, he needs to beat Jesse Vargas because the people don't really care about Jesse Vargas. Just another dude. You know, so I'm going to take Garcia in a unanimous decision. 12, give me a unanimous, Garcia. Yeah, man, I like the way you talked yourself out of it. So um, thinking this isn't really a cash out. So you said you thought he was cashing out, but now you're, you're sort of – are you still – Saying that he's catching out, or you think that well, he's, you know, I guess since you're picking him, you're thinking he's serious about this. Well, he's on cash out road, but to get to the cash out fights, he got to win. You see, Spence, okay. he was at the top of the he was at the top of the hill. He still got Thurman and Pacquiao and Garcia, and there's tons of big fights. But now since he lost so badly, 
he's had to take that step back where he's not necessarily in a big money fight right now. He's probably being paid handsomely, but it's not yeah, that. Yeah, he's getting $7 million. Seven million? Wow. They are overpaying that man. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, that's crazy. And, um, and, I, and that speaks to, like you see with the Wilder Fury, man, myself, I have projected, man, this thing could do $2 million. Most projections were uh, a million, 1.5, easy. This thing did 750 to 850. Okay, so the numbers aren't there for fights right now. And paying Garcia $7 million, when you're not going to get the return, uh, it's just crazy business, but it is what it is. But he's on cash out road, but he has to win this fight to get to the big cash fights. But he, maybe he got some, you know, they're paying because they believe of the backing that he has. But if he doesn't win, that backing won't be there to support them. The metrics won't be there. So that's what I think. And that's why I'm going to take Mikey, because he got actually way more to lose than Vargas. Yeah. So, yeah, remember, he signed that uh, he's got the one-fight deal with the zone, you know, with the option to keep on fighting with them. And I think, you know, that Manny Pacquiao fight is something that they're really fighting for. So I agree with you that he's going to have to come in here real serious. He wants that Manny Pacquiao fight. That Manny Pacquiao fight is the big payday, the biggest payday he probably could get. So, yeah, I see him coming in serious. But like I said, we don't know. We don't know what he could do at 147. His only fight at 147, he took a beating, a serious beating. So, you know, we'll we'll see, man. But I'm – He's in now with somebody who's closer to him athletically. You know, I think – Spence and Garcia are just two complete different athletes. So Vargas, of course, you know, and uh, for reasons we don't need to detail too much, isn't quite that athlete. So I think that that's going to help Mikey tremendously. Um, and he don't quite have the size and maybe even the boxing prowess. So I think that'll help uh, help Mikey tremendously, just uh, um, Vargas not being as athletic. Yeah, most definitely. Well, let's go ahead and move on, man. I know we're trying to get you out of here, man. Just do something real quick. But, you know, like you brought up, the numbers, numbers, not the official, but the preliminary numbers have come out for Fury Wilder 2. You know, uh, most people were saying, I think the first fight did about 300,000, 400,000, if my memory serves me right. Uh, Most people were looking for this one to do one point something, you know, a million plus pay-per-view buys, especially with all the promotion with, you know, Fox, ESPN, PBC, Top Rank, doing all the promotion with the Super Guys Bowl Super Bowl ad. They had a, yeah. Yeah, two Super Bowl yeah, commercials. Um, yeah, no, it's all good. But, uh, yeah, so they thought this was going to be doing, it's going to do um, crazy numbers, you know, go back to the old days. And like you said, all they did was they said from a 750 to 850. So let's round that to 800,000 pay-per-view buys. Now, with the projections, that doesn't sound good at all. You know, it's like, all right, they didn't get where they wanted to. So if you don't get to where you want to, that's not a good look. But when you compare it to anything else, it did pretty, you know, it was the biggest pay-per-view in the last couple of years, I think. Um you know, uh, the last Pacquiao Thurman, I think, did 500 uh, pay-per-view buys. Um, 
Spence Porter did three something, three fifty. Mikey Garcia versus uh, Spence did three something. So, you know, overall, I think the eight hundred is a good number. It's not a great number, but I mean, eight hundred thousand times eighty. That's, you know, what is that? That's like sixty-four million, right? Sixty-four, yeah, eight times eight, sixty-four, yeah, like sixty-four million. So, you know, they yeah. made. I I don't know if they made their money back. You know, but I don't know how much money they had to pay for you know the Super Bowl uh, advertisement and all the advertising and stuff like that. But you know, they didn't lose money. So and you know in the business world, if you're not losing money, you know that ain't that bad, man. So I don't think you know it wasn't the numbers that they were looking for. It wasn't the numbers that I was looking for. I thought they would do a million, also, but you know, they they're blaming it a lot on piracy. You know, I know I had a couple of friends that did that had to fight, but they you know they were streaming it. I actually paid for it. Uh, you know, I'm usually a streamer, but you know for the big fights. I want to make sure that I, you know, support boxing. So I did pay, well, I went half on it with my old man. Uh, but 800, that ain't that bad. And, you know, I, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much all I got to say for it. That ain't that bad. What do you think, JP? I mean, it ain't bad. Uh, I think we now have a cap in boxing. We now have an idea. Um, we were looking for these type of numbers when Canelo and Triple G fought at the time in boxing, when they were by far the two biggest fighters. And we got some something way sub sub of the 800 mark that the Wilder Fury got. So I think 800 is the new 1.5 million. You know what I mean? Uh, I think we can now use Fury Wilder as a, as a cap on what we think a no. fight will do. And that's... Gennady and... Uh... Gennady and Canelo did 1.1. Oh, shit. I had it wrong. Okay, well then, so we still got some some, some shot at, uh, at you know, breaking that million mark. And Mayweather spoiled us, and we may have uh, Chinese arithmetic, quote, unquote, for, for what we think a fight should be doing because of the Mayweather area, era. But, you know, Going forward, man, I, I just think that the promotions and the promotion companies and all the advertisements are going to be a little more cautious about the spending because this one was supposed to be a little more than that, and it, it, it did. So I'm, I'm sure they did well at the gate. I'm sure that that eight hundred thousand is that covers what we needed it to cover. But um, for ESPN, I'm not sure how that works for them. Um, you know, they they might have thought that this rematch would do more and tying into Fury's contract and all that stuff. But, you know, going forward, boxing is going to have to reconsider how, how, how boxing is being watched. Um, I heard a, a little study today that said eventually we're all going to be wishing cable was back because there's going to be everything's going to be streamed and split. And you're gonna, next thing you know, you're going to be paying more for all these different streaming services than you used to pay for cable. So, just something to look out for, man. The landscape is changing again, and I've been harping on this, and this is a Joe Button narrative, but no one knows the cost, the quantity of a stream. You know, uh, uh, Nielsen's ratings, that could be quantified. I think the new Chinese arithmetic is 
how do you quantify a stream? And this goes for artists, musical artists, and anything that can be streamed or downloaded, the guys who, the powers that be that have that math and have, you know, they're the ones that know the, the monetary value of a stream. I don't believe any of us regulars or even the entertainers know what the value of a stream is. So until they let us know that information, we don't 100%, 800,000 buys could be more, could be amazing in today's landscape. But until they release that kind of information and everybody knows what a stream is worth, we're kind of in the dark. Yeah, no, I, I feel you, man. Um, yeah, it's been, like I said, this was one of the biggest, uh, I guess, well, I said of the last couple of years, but I guess it was just of last of last year um, since 2019 because, like I said, they did 1.1 1. 1 in uh, 2018. Uh, Canelo, Canelo versus Chavez Jr. did, what did they say, uh, 1, 1 million. Um, let me see. I'm looking at a list to see exactly who did. Manny Pacquiao and Adrian Broner was the biggest of 2019, I believe, and they did 400, 400K. So, you know, it was bigger than um, – yeah, it was the biggest. It was It's the biggest since 2019 since Canelo and uh, Golovkin. And those guys, you know, I guess if Canelo and Golovkin are, you know, even though it's heavyweight boxing, they're more known – Canelo has a a whole country behind him. Golovkin has a whole, you know, he's got the white people behind him just like uh, Fury does. So, you know, I think, um, yeah, they're bigger names. So 800,000, I think we might have overestimated the popularity of Wilder and Fury. No, but I think in the U.K. they did like one. I I think I heard in the U.K. they did a million-plus buys. So in the UK they did all right. So that you know, with that being said, they made their money. They got a, a million in the UK. I think they probably had like what thirty dollars. So they thirty mil. They make uh, making all that, and then uh, are thirty million pounds, which is probably a little more, plus the the US buys. So yeah, they 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 did help. They did great. They made a lot of money, and I believe on the broadcast they said it was the biggest heavyweight uh, gate that they've ever had in Las Vegas. So they made a lot of money. They didn't say the biggest gate. You know, I'm sure that was still probably Floyd versus Manny, but the biggest heavyweight uh, fight gate that they had selling, like maybe it was a 17,000 tickets or something like that. So they did pretty good, man. The numbers aren't what they expected, but like you said, I'm pretty sure that's the base of these days. You know, with all these streamings going on, with uh, you know, with the popularity being what it is, you know, getting eight hundred thousand, eight hundred fifty thousand, I think that was a, that was pretty good. It ain't that bad. So, um, with that being said, let's see if we got uh, if RC is on yet. Oh, he getting off. He said he get off work in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll see what uh, if RC calls in, but. If not, man, let's just get on to it. The excuses. The excuses. We knew they were coming. What would they be? And I'm going to quote Deontay Wilder. Well, I thought I was, but I don't know. Uh, went over the uh, – there we go. I want to quote Deontay Wilder 
on exactly why. I know everybody's probably heard it. We're a little late. The information came out on, I believe, Monday. Deontay Wilder did an interview with, like, Yahoo, ESPN, and a few guys. And this is the reason why he said he lost. And I quote, he didn't hurt me at all. But the simple fact is, first of all, we saw you. You were hurt. While you were hurt, we might, we'll discuss that later. It could have been because he had his knuckles on the side of his, uh, on the side of the gloves and he was punching you with raw knuckles, but you were hurt. But let, let me get into it. He didn't hurt me at all. But the simple fact is that my uniform was way too heavy for me. I didn't have no legs from the beginning of the fight. In the third round, my legs were just shot all the way through. But I'm a warrior, and people know I'm a warrior. I could have easily, it could easily be told that I didn't have legs or anything. What? It could easily be told, I don't know, it's Deontay Wilder speaking, that I didn't have legs or anything. A lot of people were telling me, it looked like something was wrong with you. Than was, but when you're in the ring, you have to bluff a lot of things. I try my best to do so. I knew I didn't have any legs because of my uniform. I was only able to put it on for the first time the night before, but I didn't think it was going to be that heavy. It weighed 40, 40 something pounds with the helmet and all the batteries. I wanted my tribute to be great for Black History Month. I wanted I wanted it to be good, and I guess I put that before anything. Deontay, Deontay Wilder, we don't want to hear that shit. Like Shannon said, your legs might be weak. I think he said that he had to hold it on for, you know, he had to put it on, and he had it on for 40 minutes, and, you know, he had it on for 20 minutes before. He had to wait, and then uh, – Fury did his long intro, and then he had to come down, and he had to walk, and, you know, he had the mask on, so he couldn't really probably breathe in there, and it was hot, and it was heavy. So maybe he it did weaken his legs. Maybe it did weaken his legs, but it was his choice. He chose to wear that shit, you know? I know JP said it was wonder, it was the greatest thing he's ever seen. It was one of the best interests he's ever seen. And for me, it was too. You know, besides the the LED lights that was probably going off, probably had your head hurting because you had light LED lights right there in your eyes. But, you know, it's all his fault. <laughs> Who told him to do that? He did, you know. Now, that could be a reason that his legs were weak. But also what could be a reason is because his wife is a dime piece. And he was probably hitting that all week long, you know. And and, and we saw that when the, during the weigh-in, he, he was all over. And, and I said I didn't like that because he seemed like he was too comfortable. And she was everywhere he was. And I think that had his – I think that's the reason his legs were weak because we could tell, like you said, people did know something was wrong with him. But we don't want to hear that shit. I don't care. You did this. You were supposed to train. Like JP said, it's all about how you come in. You were supposed to train. You were supposed to be ready. You know, I'm still a Wilder fan, even though, you know, him and this this Mark Breland stuff is sort of saddening me um, that he's, you know, that he's going this way. I don't think there's an official word about him and Breland, but 
you know, this these excuses. You know, I think he is the first thing he said. Well, we heard we heard the thing that he had something was wrong with him, something was wrong with his legs. But he said that was during camp. In fact, still have that. Let me let me pull that up real quick and press play on what he said the night before. And does that jive with what he's saying a couple of days a couple of days later? Let me pull it up. I still got a wild post fight. Here it is. Thank you very much, Joe. Deontay, you're a warrior. You proved that tonight. You did not want your corner to stop it. First off, how are you? I'm doing good. You know, uh, things like this happen. Um, the best man won tonight, but my 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 my, train, my coat, my side, threw in the towel. And you know, I'm ready to go out on my shield, man. You know what I'm saying? I had a lot of things going on coming into this fight, but it is what it is. You know, my I, I was already. My leg was already re-coming in due to other little things. But, you know, I make no excuses tonight. I just wish that my corner would have let me win out on my shield. I'm a warrior, and that's what I do, you know what I'm saying? But um, he did what he did. There's no excuses, and we come back and be stronger. They did something to protect you, which is their job, which is important. Well, I take that back. He said, if you listen to what he said, he said his legs were weak coming into the fight. Now, that could mean walking into the fight or coming, you know, in the camp. So I, I took it as camp at first, but now I'm listening to it. He said because of things. So, you know, it might all jive with that. But like I said before, we don't want to hear that shit. Nigga, you went out there with the all black everything. You went out there with D Smoke, who I'm learning a little more about, who's who seems to like to be a pretty cold rapper. Um, but, you know, you introduced me to him. You got me hyped. And then you went out there and stunk it up for the entire black race. And now you've got, like JP said, white guys, the U.K. guys are going crazy. Not just the white guys, because U.K. guys, they're going crazy, too. Dillian White's laughing his ass off. Uh, all these guys, you know, they're still talking about it, the win. Um, you know, he let us down. When you're a champion, you just shut up. Nobody wants to hear that shit. He should have just shut up and just and taken the next fight. We're going to we're gonna talk about if he should take the next fight or take a payoff. But, you know, he should have just shut up. We didn't want to hear that shit at all. He let us down twice now with the excuses. Everybody's clowning. You got Stephen A. Smith clowning them. Everybody. It's funny how people just, they're trashing Deontay Wilder now. Everybody that picked them now, they're trashing them. They're on that J, JP bandwagon where they're, you know, they picked him to win, then all of a sudden he can't box. They picked him to win, then all of a sudden he should be running even though he ain't ran before. You know, all these things, which, I, you know, I feel sorry for the man, but he didn't do himself any uh, any service by coming out with this excuse, man. Um, I wish he would have kept it to himself. Even though it might be legitimate, you know, there's a thing going around that uh, about Wilder wearing uh, on uh, Joe Rogan saying that he wears a – 40-pound vest when he trains. But that's when you're training. That's not when you're about to go into a fight. The vest is there to get you weak, to, you know, put more strain on your muscles. And it could be a legitimate reason. But at the same time, nobody wants to hear that shit. What are your thoughts on that, JP? Well, you know, I'm heavy on this, man. Um, Tons, tons, tons of sucker shit. Tons of sucker shit. <clears throat> has rubbed me the wrong way. Look, man, um, 
just to start, let's just start with this warrior talk. For me, that's a bunch of hyperbole bullshit. <clears throat> you know me, Willa. I'm always saying these guys got children. They got mortgages. They got landscaping bills at their fucking house. They got car notes. So all this die in the ring shit is hyperbole for me. Okay, so Deontay talking about, uh, you know, I wanted to uh, go out on my sword or whatever the hell type of adage he used. It's just silliness for me. Mark Breland did his job. You were getting your ass kicked. And anything short of you getting knocked out, which didn't seem like it was going to happen. Now, let me, let me talk about this. Deontay saying he was never hurt. I didn't see Deontay concuss or woozy in the head. So I will give a sliver of validity to this to this leg thing. You still there, Will? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Okay, so this leg. So if you recall the, the the part where Fury punches Wilder to the body, when you see somebody get dropped by a body shot, they curl over and like hold themselves. Wilder just fell over. He didn't grab his kidney, his stomach, or anything. Fury just knocked him over with a body shot. It wasn't a liver shot or anything that hurt an internal organ, what a body shot is supposed to do. That guy just fell over. He got knocked over. And he got up regularly. So I don't really recall seeing him like being dazed by a shot. He was just getting knocked down that club in right hand. That was like a club. He just, boom, he just knocked him down. And I found that to be odd. But um, too much sucker shit for me, man. You, you, you fire a man who's out there trying to basically save your life in his estimation. Um, that's what he gets paid to do. And uh, and I want to give a shout-out to my man, Bamani Jones, who always has something profound and prolific to say. Uh, and this is what Bamani said. Shout-out to all of our Americans who sung that national anthem and then proceeded to root for Fury. That's good old American as it gets. That's America in a nutshell right there. But um, Wilder, he did no favors for himself and continues to do none. Uh, uh, secondly, we, we, we have the breathing thing that I don't like. <clears throat> then we have him parading this girlfriend around. I haven't seen her in the past. I've seen different I've actually met. I've actually met Wilder in person, and he had like two girls when I met him. But that's besides the point. This whoever this new hottie he has on his arm, boy, was she being paraded around town. And I have friends in Vegas that seen him, her, and Wilder. And Wilder was like, you know, he gets out the car first, and then she got out. He kind of held her hand and presented her to to the crowd as they walked in. And then him laying in there on her like that to the point where fearing him just start laughing at him. I didn't think nothing of it at the time, but now that I, I think back, that may be a first in boxing history where somebody's freaking woman is in in the locker room as they get ready to fight. You should be getting sweaty and putting on your clothes and go over some pad work. He in here laying on this lady like he's, he wants to suckle his mother or something. Sickening shit, dude. You cannot do that to me as a fan. That's, that ain't even no man shit. 
you know, so I, I stand steadfast on that. And then thirdly, the one that most most bothers me, and I've been saying this, this divine belief that God wants you to win. You don't need to work on nothing else. Has let, Let's be honest, man, has, has Wilder's skills improved? I don't know what happened last Saturday, but I didn't see anything. I seen a guy who did a two steps to get off a right hand to get in range, and once that didn't land about two or three times, he didn't have anything else in the toolbox. You cannot do that to me as a fan. And so I'll bring back my analogy again. It's not about winning or losing. See, people, it's hard for that to go in their head, but I got the perfect fight for you to make it bring it to light. Adrian Broner, Marcos Maidana. Adrian Broner lost in a big fight, the biggest fight of his career at that moment. Adrian Broner in that loss gained more fans than he ever had in respect than he ever had. And he can never be that guy again. But it wasn't about the winning or losing. It's about that heart you show, all that talk about going out on a goddamn shield and uh, dying in the ring. You don't got to do that. All you got to do is fight good for us. You don't got to do none of that stuff. You know, all you got to do is, is show us heart, determination, and that you actually came to fight. And then you, you, your fans will remain and you will gain more. But Deontay Wilder did not do that. He came in there and looked unprepared and had a bunch of terrible excuses and running around with his girlfriend all week. So for me, you know, just running the wrong way. Then you're out here trying to pass the buck and trying to find somebody to blame. You know, if you want to get different trainers or different coaches in your camp, you probably didn't need them. But don't don't get rid of the guy who who brought you here for for caring about you. That just don't make no sense. So what we should probably be doing right now is getting microphones out of Deontay Wilder's face. I've seen some recent footage of Deontay Wilder combing uh, Tyson's resume. Talk about Larry Holmes and all these people. They ain't fought nobody. Look, Deontay, we don't need that from you, bro. We don't need that from you. All we need is heart, hard work and determination and to see some improvement. And I want to see you working hard, man. I've watched too much footage of Deontay with this leisure-looking-ass workout. It looked too leisure, man. The footage is right over there at the boxing boy. Shout out. But that, them dudes over there in camp with Deontay. And all I see is a bunch of leisure-looking-ass stretching. Now, granted, I'm not, we're not privy to everything he does. But goddamn it, if you want to turn up that intensity... And let me know something, man. Old JP as a fan, you don't get to get me doing a gang of sucker shit and wanting to hug your woman before a fight and bouncing her around town and firing your coaches and talking about costumes was too heavy. You can have no dress rehearsal. Fine, fine, that's fine. Okay? But if you're putting more, I don't know, man, if if you're out here and you put all this into this fucking suit, and you didn't know it was going to wear you out. You know, I still blame you. That's stupid. It's what you call stupid. Okay? And, um, you know, man, and Deontay's just done himself no favors. But, hey, it is what it is, man. We're a tough crowd. We all know that about uh, black folks. We're a tough crowd because, especially athletically, 
and, and, and this is my, my analogy. This is what I always tell people. In, in, in black world, quote, unquote, it's competitive as shit. And, Willie, you know this. If you say it was once a time when I was to do with back in high school, and in black world, if you say I got the best waves, guess what's going to happen? A gang of dude with waves is going to come see you. And we're going to see who's the best, not second best, not third best. Who's the best? So in black world, it's about being the best. And that's just how it is. I'm sorry. All this uh, losing and it's okay. We really don't do that that much, man. And that's okay. People don't like hearing that. But it's about being the best. If you say you, you, you can play basketball the best, guess what's happening? All the ballers going to come see you. If you say you, you're the best at Madden, the Madden guys going to holler at you. So that's what this is about, and it's a tough crowd. But um, when you put it all in line, you, you have your undying loyalty. And um, I think that's what a lot of people felt like he didn't do, and a lot of clown-ass excuses to follow. So he's really shooting himself in the foot in that regard. Yeah, man, I don't, you know, I think he put it all on the line because he took a beating. You know, we can't say that he, he, you know, he did go out like a warrior. You know, when you're talking about the warrior thing, you say what? Again, Adrian Broner then took beatings. He never was putting it on the line, though. It's It's nothing that can be explained. What Adrian Broner did against Marcos Maidana, he took a beating, right? He took a beating and he put it on the line. Yeah. But, but the other beating, he didn't put anything on the line. Since. But he didn't get beat. He took a beating you know. to uh, uh, Garcia. He took a was just got Mikey Garcia up for didn't beat him. He took a beating to Pacquiao. He took Pacquiao, a yeah, to Pacquiao. I don't know if he got his. I don't know if he took a beating. He lost the fight by a lot of rounds, but he didn't take a beating because he shelled up. He took a beating against Marcus Madonna, and he tried to go out like, you know, when you take a beating. Yeah. His fight against Mikey Garcia, he didn't take a beating. He just got whooped. You know, he didn't take a beating. He didn't, he didn't get. He didn't get battered. To take a beating, Willa. You to to take he a beating. Did. You gotta you gotta be trying to fight. Now, when you take Wilder a beating, was trying to fight. taking it. Was Wilder he? was trying to. Wilder didn't shell up. Wilder, like he said, he didn't have no legs. He was slipping he around, falling around. He just got. He, he didn't took do a beating. Anything. But he, he didn't do nothing. Did he fight? Right, he didn't do anything because he was taking a beating. You can't do nothing when you're taking a beating and you ain't got no legs. But he I, went out. He didn't go out like a. He went out like a sucker, but he didn't go out like an all away sucker. He took a beating. He showed that he had some heart in there. He showed that he had heart in there. I thought. To me, uh, it was embarrassing. When, when, but to me, at least he showed he had some heart. He took beatings. He wanted to go out. He wanted to die in there. He would have rather died in there. Then uh, Look, you know, then that shit the that top. made us love, the shit that made us love Arturo Gotti, the shit that made us love my favorite fight in my lifetime, Castillo versus Corrales, is nothing to be explained, because you can't explain it for one, and dog, it just resonates through the TV, man. It, it, it's unexplainable when a guy is putting it out there and is going for it and is putting it and is really trying to die on his sword. Okay, these I can go back and just keep bringing up fights that don't need any any detail about it because it came through the television. And Broner Maidana came through the television. This shit we just saw Saturday, ain't nothing happened to me, but the dude got beat up and didn't have no answers and just got beat up. 
Pound wasn't trying to fight back. His legs were gone. He couldn't fight back. Whatever it be. But if it don't resonate, it don't resonate. And it didn't resonate. I, mean, I feel you. I feel you. You yeah. turn into a Deontay Wilder hater. I understand that. I feel you. I understand where you're coming from. But if we keep it real, he took a beating for four rounds. He took a four-round ass whooping, a beating by a guy that outweighed him by 50 pounds, 40 pounds, right? So, you know, I'm going to say that he went out, he tried to go out like a warrior. Did he go out like a warrior? That's You know, we can debate that. But he tried to. He was throwing back punches. Even when they threw in the towel, he threw a punch. He was trying to, but he couldn't, you know. And, you know, there's – who cares why? Well, we don't have skills to do anything. I understand. And, and, no that's, skills and, that's to do. and that could be a reason, too. That's probably the, one of the biggest reasons, that he don't know how to fight when he's getting his ass whooped. But he took an ass whooping in there, and I thought he was trying to fight. And I think he wanted to go out, and then he went out like a warrior. But with that being said, let's get to the last topic real quick. Um, you know, he did take an ass whooping for four rounds. He does, you know, he did look weak. He made the excuses of why, but the word is, you know, and he's he's come out and said that he will take the the rematch, that he will take the third uh third fight, and that it should be going down sometime in the summer, right? But the word is now that there's more money. There's a bigger fight with, between Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua for the undisputed heavyweight champion. The word is that Fury is willing to pay Deontay Wilder step-aside money. You know, Deontay Wilder's getting step-aside money. Now, step-aside money so that he could uh, postpone the fight um, and fight Anthony Joshua. Now, the question is, how much money that would it take for Wilder to do that? I don't know. I don't know, but I, if I was Wilder, I would take that. You know, I would take it, and in the contract, I would put that I have to fight you the next fight. And I would go ahead and take that money, take that however much money that uh, Fury's offering, uh, probably, you know, to, you know, uh, it would have to be a couple of million, probably five, probably three to five million, something like that. I would think if they're making 20 million plus, he's probably to fight Anthony Joshua in the U.K., they're probably making thirty million, some probably something real crazy. Um, that's probably the biggest death. That would be a, a huge fight. It, I think that's going to be for the undisputed heavyweight championship. That's going to be one of the biggest fights of all time. The last one was supposed to, but this one would definitely be, especially over there in the UK. They if they do it at Saudi Arabia or something, these fools could probably get forty million apiece. So you know, he throws Deontay Wilder, let's say five plus million dollars. If I'm Deontay Wilder, I take that five. I fight a tune-up fight, get my head ready with the contract saying that if I take the step-aside money, I'll take it, but I have to fight Fury next. You know, I believe Fury can beat uh, Anthony Joshua. Um, Anthony Joshua is a guy who's proven that he can get hurt and he knows how to fight hurt at least. But, you know, um, but if I'm Wilder, I'm taking that step aside money, man. If it if it makes sense, you know, if I'm gonna get twenty plus million dollars to fight Tyson Fury, the money for me to step aside has to make sense. Um, and I think, you know, I think you know he takes five plus ten million, five to ten million dollars to step aside. He could add that on to whoever he's gonna fight next. He fight another fight if he fights another fight for. He could say he 
he gets ten million from he gets ten million from Fury to step aside. Then he gets another twelve million to fight somebody else. You know, that's twenty two million dollars that he got for a fight. And that that sort of make might make it equal out, man. And then he wouldn't have to put his whole career on the line and lose it back to back fights, man. So if I'm Wilder, I'm seriously thinking about this step aside money. If if the reports are true, I'm seriously thinking about that. I'm letting Fury go over there and fight and fight Anthony Joshua for the uh, for the undisputed belt uh, for all the belts, and then I'm trying to get a piece of that so I can be the man. Um, man, we got guys on. I, I didn't even see what I didn't even see this man. My fault, fellas. Let me get in. Let's get in this boy, uh, RC, and then we see you, Sean, man. I, my bad. We weren't even checking on the things, man. So, RC, what's going on, dog? We were talking about Wilder's uh, excuses. Should he take the um, step aside money? And then if you got anything on that Mikey Garcia Vargas fight, then we're going to sign. My fault, fellas. I wasn't paying attention. Oh no, you're good, man. I'm over here still chilling. I'm about to be headed out here in a minute. Um. But, yeah, you made a good point. Very compelling. Great points added on with the fact that Wilder should probably take that step-aside money because it would be detrimental to his career and probably a career-ending move, like you said, if he was to get back in there with Fury right now. When he really doesn't even have a backup plan, he can't even look himself in the mirror going to those excuses that he threw out there. Like, the suit was too heavy. Like, come on, man, stop that. It's crazy. Um, too bad everything worked out the way it did. And Wilder still hasn't really manned up and looked himself in the mirror, as I said, and has a, a whole lot going on. Um, you know, he admitted to not uh, not running during training. So it's like that whole um, deal about the 45-pound weights he had on during camp on Rogan's podcast was complete lies. I didn't believe it in the first place. I just thought, you know, Wilder looking at Rogan, see this little jack midget, and then, you know, he wants to talk about how much he does as far as the strength and conditioning goes. But, um, yeah, excuses are crazy, man. He could, uh, he can miss me with that shit. I'm not, I'm not, uh, jumping off on a lifeboat like JP and a lot of people that were on Wilder, uh, that were Wilder fans. Still a fan of the guy. Hopefully he does the right decision. That's why I'm all for taking that step aside money, maybe getting in there with, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, there's guys to be made money with out there, especially for a tune-up. I don't know if he needs to go so far as like a top fifty guy, uh, you know. But he could step. He can definitely find someone uh, in, in the twenty fifteen range. But uh, yeah, man, Wilder's excuses were complete bullshit, and um, I'm with that. That step aside money, he needs to take that. And uh, Mikey Garcia and Jesse Vargas. I hope Jesse Vargas beats his ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, man. I think me and. Uh... Me and uh, JP picked Mikey Garcia to win. JP was leaning toward Jesse Vargas, but then he talked himself into into um, Mikey Garcia, saying that you know the big payday is right around the corner. Even though yeah. this is, he is getting seven million for this fight. The big payday is right around the corner, and he can't like Wilder. He can't get two losses in a row and uh, put his whole career in jeopardy, man. Oh. So um, we're going. I got Mikey Garcia. You know I'm a Mikey Garcia guy, man. I've seen his last two fights. I just just thought about that. His last two fights, I attended. One, he whooped up uh, – who was that, Hooker? 
Yeah, beat up. Uh, no, 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 not Hooker. Beat up. Uh, what's my man's name Easter. from? Uh, yeah, Easter. Beat up Easter, and then uh, then he got beat by Earl Spence, man. But um, uh, let's take it to my man Sim, real quick, man. Sim, sorry about that, man. Making you wait so long. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't paying attention to the call board, man. Uh, what's going on, man? Smoke guy. What's going on, man? What up? Nothing much, man. What you think about? Uh, I guess we we uh, you know, we're trying to get the show doing the show real quick so JP can get everything in. But you know, just go ahead and break it down for us. We've got, I mean, we ended with the Fury. Should uh, should Wilder take the take the step aside money if it's true? How much do you think it should be for him to uh, to step aside? Um, what you know about his excuses about the weight draining, you know, and then the Mikey Garcia. Um, Vargas fight. Well, first off, on a more important note, uh, has anybody heard from D? Is D all right? You know what I mean? You know, I'm wow, wondering. Is any... <laughs> I heard the show last week that y'all did, and he sounded devastated. No, nah, I'm just messing yeah, the around. No, no. Nah, nah. he he's actually doing uh, pretty RC's good. <laughs> the people were asking about RC's tweet about his love for white women. That he said he didn't care what anybody thought, but then that got erased all of a sudden. What happened with that, RC? <laughs> that's some that's some lies, man. Will over here. Oh, Wilson, it's lies. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, it's Four a.m. in the morning, dog. Like <laughs> hey, man. Sam, who you believe? Come on, man. You know what will it be, Wilson, okay. bro? I, I looked on I looked on my Twitter. I couldn't find nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, right. No comment. No comment. Um, yeah, well, you know, uh, as far as this situation, man, I already spoke on it on last show. Uh, I said that I felt like he needed to fight two fights. Um, and then step aside, you know, take the step aside money, let them fight. And, and then, uh, you know, we all, I mean, we, we all favor Fury, but the, the, the fights are one in the ring. So maybe AJ pulls it off, and then Wilder fights the winner. And the type of guy Wilder is, it seemed like even if AJ won, Wilder would want to fight Fury also. I, I think, he, like I told you, I think he needs to go in there with, like, a top 50 guy and then fight a guy in, like, the top 15. And the guy I mentioned was Charles Martin, you know? I think that would be a good name for him. But – uh you know, but if he can't, if he has to kind of um, fast track it and just fight one guy, just fight a guy like Charles Martin and then go back in there. But I definitely think he should step aside. Do I think he's going to step aside? No, man. I think he's a very prideful dude. I think he's a very um, impressionable in the individual. I think people can get in his head and make him think certain things and this and that. Uh you know, he's already kind of insinuated about things like it's like it's kind of like this conspiracy, you know, situation with Breland and all that. And it's like, so it's kind of like you could just tell he's a guy that can easily be influenced. There's been reported, uh, I mean, rumored, rumored, not reported, rumored stuff, stuff going on about altercations going on with Breland after the fight him not being let in the locker room, things like that. 
I mean, man, you know, but um, I think I definitely think he's going to try to exercise the rematch clause and go back in there. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, what I would suggest is go go Mike Tyson style and just come out with a, a cutoff T-shirt. Then you'll have no excuses. So if you <laughs> lose that, if you lose this time, what you going to say? You know what I'm saying? You said it got – I mean, my whole thing is you're, you were 230 pounds. If you were wearing a 40-pound vest and it affected you that much, and you 230 pounds, brother, you need to work on that whole body. You know, you need to work on that whole body. That body weak. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and then you said you worked. You work out in 40-pound vests anyway. Well, you would work, you, you'd be working <laughs> out in 40-pound vests to build to build to build you up. You do that to get you in shape. You know. And this and that, you know. Uh, what I would suggest for Wilder is if you do take the rematch, get a bunch of big dudes that are going to just lean on you. Uh, the whole training camp and sparring, lean on you, grab you, do all the same things Fury was doing. Now, of course, you, you, uh, you know, try to work on things on how to – but uh, just because not only – Will it help you just, you know, for Fury, but it will get you in really, really good shape because your body will already be prepared for that type of um, uh, uh, extreme type of, um, you know, like exertion to your body. You know what I'm saying? Your endurance will mm-hmm. will pick up a lot. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I would suggest. But, um, you know, as far as the excuses and everything, I, I knew this was coming. I mean – this was a big fight, you know, it's it's a domestic guy, American guy against a UK guy, you know, a white guy versus a black guy and all that. Even though Fury's on the record saying like this is not no race thing. Like he 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 cut that stuff quick when he was asked. Yeah. But it's still there. Uh it's still there. So it was a lot on the line and I knew one way or another whoever lost there was there was going to be excuses from their side, whether it was them specifically or their fans. With Wilder, unfortunately, it's coming from him and his fans. And, you know, now there's stuff about gloves. You know, I've heard other stuff. It's like, uh, you know, uh, you know, if that makes you feel better, that's cool, I guess. But it doesn't change what happened, you know. So it happened. If you don't believe me, go on YouTube. <laughs> it happened. You know what I'm saying? You got whooped. You got stopped, unfortunately, Wilder and his fans. It happened. But, um, hey, man, I mean, whatever, man. It's like uh, whatever happens, man, um, I just hope he puts on a better performance for us, not for him. He he doesn't deserve that yet. You know, if he's going to fire Mark Breland, no respect coming from my side. You know what I'm saying? That man, that's the only man in your whole team that cared about you, brother. You was putting up no resistance. Fury was doing whatever he wanted to you. He was, he was as right. you know, Willa likes to say, he was battering you. You know? Yeah, it was battering. And you were getting battered by a man for 40 pounds heavier than you, dog. Minimum. And that man cared about you. And this is how you know, I'm not going to say it, but it's crazy how the black man is the one being, being blamed and then the white guy is being praised on Team Wilder. 
I don't know. I agree. You know, that's just me. Mm, you know I agree. Saying, did but, you see that? Mm. Did you see the footage? Did, did you see the footage of those punches, though, man? You know, at first I was like, you know, even though I don't want to hear it, it was up with this guy uh, Fury's, not his gloves. I don't think there was necessarily anything in his gloves, but it seemed like his his gloves were pushed up to where he was hidden Wilder in the side of the head with bare knuckles. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. This is the thing about that. Okay, we the first fight was in California. Now, California, I am not a big fan no, of. Their, no, I mean, I'm not really a big. I'm not a big fan of either one. But you know, California couldn't even catch Margarito. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it had, it was Nazim Richardson that caught him. So, and then the bottle situation that happened a few weeks ago, I know they came out with a statement saying, oh, you know, but that was damage control. And you know why that was damage control? Because his head trainer came out and said, I had nothing to do. He said, hey, he backed off that scenario. He said, I didn't even know what was going on. The head trainer just said he didn't know what was going yeah. on with the bottle. You know what time it is. <laughs> yeah, that's hate. You know? For yeah. real, because he would have said, oh, yeah, that, you know, we had to – you know, we, we talked about it with the commission before and this and that. He would have said that. His story did not align to the story that the commission came out with. But they're not fooling me. I know what happened. What happened was it got caught on camera by Tony Harrison, and then the California commission said, all right, how are we going to die this story down? All right, we're going to say that we spoke to Charlos. They, we're, going to, they, we're going to say that they requested to use the Gatorade bottles, and that they, they, they showed us what they put was putting in the bottles and this and that. Okay, man. Uh, I mean, little, little, they're not little, fooling little me. Bottles, but little, little bottles with a Houston Astros logo on there. <laughs> my, my, this is my only question. Now, this is where, and I don't really want to get into that situation, but this is my only, this is where it could be somewhat believable, is if that was the only bottle in the corner. But it wasn't. Why do you need two bottles? Cold one's I'm got just, the lukewarm, man. But we're not even talking about that, man. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But I'm just saying, no, but I just want to say, I want to make a point, which was the people are showing stuff from the first fight and the se- second fight, right? One one right. was in one commission, one was in the other. So we know they check your gloves. We know the commission signs off on your gloves. We know that they always send a representative of the other team to to look at the gloves. So it just it just passed both commissions with no issues, you know what I'm saying? And then my other thing is this: okay, so his he 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 somehow did this in the fight before against Wilder. People because people are implying that it gave him an advantage. The motherfucker almost got knocked out the first time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Did people forget that? He almost got knocked out. I mean, he barely but it made the count. Crazy. I mean, some people you can't admit that. It no, it crazy does. Though, I mean, right? yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I see what people are talking about, but, I mean, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, I mean, we all know rabbit punches are illegal. We we all know rabbit punches are illegal punches, right? There's nobody in boxing that throws more rabbit punches than Wilder. Are we going to start saying that every punch, I mean, are we going to start saying he's dirty? Come on. You know? No, I mean, I feel you. I mean, I don't. But, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I just say hey, I, we'll I don't know what to think. Yeah. I don't know what to think about it. 
But, you know, I was looking, like you said, it, they showed the first fight and it looks crazy, and then he's doing the same thing the second fight. I would have to look more into it to see if maybe, you know, I don't know, is this fool double, double jointed where his wrist is just flinging like that? Or is he punching fools? Is this, I mean, is no, it looks weird, but my it? thing is this. Yeah, but, but, okay, this is my thing. Okay, it did look weird, but my whole thing is this. Okay, he didn't knock out Klitschko. He didn't knock out Wilder the first time. He didn't knock out uh, – he really technically – I mean, it got stopped in the, you know, towel. He did drop him twice. But, you know, it was, one was, you know, arguably a behind, you know, eagle, you know, equilibrium shot. The other time was a body shot. You know, I mean, so people acting like this dude is like – he went from, like, <laughs> not knocking people out to sleeping people. You know what I'm saying? He couldn't even – he couldn't even knock out – Waleen, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. But I'm did, just saying, like, did I don't know. Look I, the I, same for Waleen. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I don't, I, I don't, don't know. Really I would have to go look. Point, yeah. yeah, at this point, it's like it is what it is. Wilder, you know, if Wilder wouldn't have said nothing about about the forty pounds, maybe I would have, I could have took it a little more seriously. But since he's already making excuses, I don't want to really hear any more excuses. Yeah. But, 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 but this that. is what they're sort of looks crazy. But if something's up with his gloves, if something's up with his gloves, that means that because, you know, so far we've only noticed it, I guess, in two Wilder fights. We'd have to go back and look at all his fights. But that's, that's basically implying that he's, his gloves are being signed off on, the wrapping and everything, and the actual glove when they look at it. And then somehow he's tampering with them in between the time he's getting wrapped and putting his gloves on or whatever till the time he gets to the ring. Cause that's the only time you'd be able to do it. Right. You yeah, know, unless, unless, uh, so, unless uh, Fury, Tyson Fury had Panama Lewis sneaking around back there. Wilder probably believe that shit too. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But, um, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, I mean, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure at this point, man, he got people in his corner t- convincing him that, uh, well, Fury paid Breland to throw in the towel, you know. <laughs> so he probably he probably does. I mean, Wilder's a strange character, though. But hey, those gloves those gloves look crazy, man. But hey, what do you think about? <laughs> no, it, no, I go right. There was one angle I saw where I was like, it looked it looked like the glove was about to fly off his hand. Exactly. So that like, means his know? hand isn't in there. That means his hand is lower. And he's hitting them with the side, so he's hitting them with bare knuckles. That's probably what he's doing. You know, Fury, let's not – he is the, gy- the gypsy king, right? You know, let's not – But how's he doing it? But my thing is, how's he doing it, though? Like, is he – By because, acting like he's first acting of like all, the tape is tight, but you it show, ain't. You, but first of all, you show the gloves to the commission. Then you show the gloves to the opponent. Then they sign it off. Then you take the gloves with you to, to, the, to the, you know, fight night. Yeah, but then I don't think it's the glove. You get I wrapped. think it's how he takes it. I think it's he. I think his his hand is going further down in the gloves. So I think it's like it's sort of like he's taking his hand out the glove and balling it down to where he's hitting them where the wrist is. So it would be the wrist, but it's really now his fist. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's actually anything yeah, wrong yeah. with the gloves. I think his hand ain't all the way yeah. in the gloves. That's what it looks like yeah. to me. I mean, yeah, that's really. I mean, no, I ain't gonna lie. One of all, I saw, I saw one where it looked, it looked like when he was throwing the punch, like the glove was like almost gonna fall off. 
you know? Like, it looked weird, but, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, that's, hey, look, man, uh, shoot, they're going to, you know, do it a third time. You know, we'll see on that. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to make sure none of that shit happens or whatever, you know, Wilder's team and all that. Uh, but, um, yeah, man, I mean, uh, yeah, but like I said, I think, I think, I think Wilder needs to take step aside money. I don't think he will. Um, I just think he, him and his people will convince him that all these things were the reason why he didn't win the fight instead of the real reason is you don't know how to fight going backwards. It's just that simple. And Fury learned that. And he he said, and let's be honest, some of the fight, if people want to talk about when the fight really changed, it changed when the first bell rang. When when Fury ran at him, that's completely surprised Wilder, man. Wilder did not believe Fury was going to come after him, you know? And at that point, Wilder started jabbing, trying to, you know, like go backwards and fight. He was like, hold up, I did not expect this fight, you know? And now he's fighting off instincts. And all that, and but he's not instinctual when it comes to fighting backwards. You know what I mean? And boxing. And you know, it, it caught up to him, and that's that he's been across with. So yeah, he is. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. And so you know that that that's what it really was. So I, you know, hopefully, man, hopefully he don't fire Breland, but it looks like he will. Um. And if he, you know, whoever he brings in, you know, they work on some things, and you know, we see it, we see it later this year. I mean, Bob Arum, Bob Arum came on record and said that if they need a little bit more time, they'll push the fight back till the fall. So we might not see this fight till like September, October. You know, November. Yeah, I think they were saying that but, uh, they might push it back till uh, till the um, that new stadium opens. That makes sense. That would make sense, yeah. you know? That would make a lot of sense. Hey, I might, yeah, I might have to do that one, you know? Uh, I don't know if you want to go, Willa, because, you know, that might hurt, man. No, I wouldn't. get I, beat up again yeah. in person. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to go there. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I don't want to see you know, that whole bunch of uh, fans going wild. But um, speaking but of yeah, that, hey, real quick, what about um, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm going with, uh, I think it's going to be a really hard fight for Mikey. Really hard fight. Uh, um, I think this is a fight that, uh, I think my, I mean, uh, Jesse Vargas really wants because it puts him back into contention at the welterweight division. Cause you know, he can get a name under his belt and he's going in as the underdog. Um, and I just think he's going to be really motivated for this fight. And with Mikey, Mikey's coming off almost a year layoff. They're both coming off long layoffs, but uh, Mikey's a little bit longer, and Mikey's kind of been sitting around thinking he was going to get a, you know, this fight and that fight or whatever, and he still hadn't proven that he can fight at 147. You know, he's kind of being prideful in this situation where he should, you know, instead of maybe dropping back down or maybe doing a catch weight, he's so mad and disappointed in himself for his performance that he's like, I'm just going right back in there at 147, you know, and, you know, Jesse Vargas isn't, you know, the top tier welterweight, but he's a second tier welterweight that's been in there with top guys, Manny, uh, Manny Pacquiao, 
um, you know, Tim Bradley, guys like that, and that's a lot of valuable experience at that weight. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Mikey Garcia got washed by Spence, like basically lost every round. Maybe he won one, you know? Now, Jesse Vargas lost to Manny Pacquiao and Tim Bradley, but he actually put up better performances against them at welterweight. And then he's got some good wins too. Ali, he beat Josecito Lopez before. You know, you know he's got – so it's like he's actually shown at welterweight he could compete better, you know? Now, Mikey's the better talent, the more skillful fighter, you know? But that's, what, but that's where I think it evens out to a certain extent, but also makes it really, really tough on both. So with that being said – also, there's been reports that Mikey Garcia reportedly might be fighting Manny Pacquiao next in Dubai if he wins. So there's a lot of money on the line for the parties involved, the networks and stuff. So I think what we're going to see is a very close, hard fight. But at the end, I think it's going to be a Mikey Garcia controversial decision. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you on that. I think it's going to be a pretty tough fight. Uh, like you said, Mikey Garcia has improved himself to 147. You know, remember they now remember they both they both fought Broner. Uh, Mikey Garcia got Broner at 140, I believe. So you know, and he easily beat him. And then uh, uh, Vargas got him at 147, and it, you know it was a pretty close win. I think a lot of people, you know, had it. It could go either way, but it was a draw. So I mean, I give like you said, I give the edge to Mikey Garcia, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was I wouldn't give a big edge. I'm saying it's like a sixty forty. I think there's gonna be a real good fight, but I'm giving the edge to Mikey Garcia, man. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's uh it's gonna be a, I mean, you know, like I said, man, a guy like Jesse Vargas, you know, he's a guy that going into this fight, you know, you would think, okay, well he has Mikey has a potential fight with Manny Pacquiao coming up, so he's going to be hungry, right? But then don't underestimate Jesse Vargas because beating Mikey Garcia gets you a big name next at welterweight. So he's going to, coming in hungry too, you know? So, um, and then, and, and Jesse's not no punk, man. Like, win or lose, he's going to, he'll, he'll bang with you. You know, he never been stopped or nothing. He's only got two losses, you know? Like, so... I think it's going to be a good one. And, and then they're both, you know, Mexican, so, you know, they'll they'll get down, you know, for real. So, yeah, man, I got Mikey by controversial decision. Man, I feel that. Well, uh, that's pretty much yeah. all we had, man. Uh, I don't know if you guys wanted to talk about that, uh, if y'all heard about the numbers, uh, 800, uh, supposedly the numbers that uh, Fury Wilder did in the America was about eight uh seven fifty to eight fifty uh K. Um I thought that was I don't think that was the best. That's not what we were looking for, but what I said is, you know, I think that's pretty good. I think they did they said they did a million plus in in the UK. So I think, you know, overall they did a good job. It wasn't the million that we were expecting. But uh what yeah, yeah. About it, it didn't reach numbers? expectations. Yeah, it didn't reach expectations, but as far as my expectations, I thought it would do more. But then if you look at the first numbers that they had, it did double. So it was still a success. Anytime you can do double what you did, it's a success. But, yeah, I definitely thought it would do more. But um, I also think that they, they kind of dropped the ball because 
it seemed like they didn't really start promoting it hard until like two weeks. Uh, they really, they did. It seemed like they didn't start really promoting it until the Super Bowl. It's like they started that night with like a maybe like a couple commercials, and then they tried to do it from there until the fight. So it was about twenty days, like three weeks, right? And uh, while we know like when um, like you know fights would be on like HBO or like uh, uh like Showtime pay-per-view, they kind of promote it longer. You know what I mean? And so I think that had a lot to do with it. But, hey, it still had a good number. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, looking at that number also, I can't see the third fight doing better. Yeah, no. The third fight definitely won't do it, won't be doing that, especially the way Wilder got his ass whooped. So, yeah, man. But, yeah, I think it, it was the biggest – since two, uh, since the Canelo versus uh, Triple G, I think they did 1.1. That was back in late uh, 18. But last year, the biggest fight was 400, 400K, I think, by Thurman and uh, Pacquiao. So, you know, this doubled that. So, you know, like I said, it wasn't what they were looking for. But, I, it, you know, 800 is pretty – I think that's a pretty good number. And plus, you know, them doing a million plus over there in the U.K., so they got their money back plus some, and uh, you know I think it was overall, it was that you know 800k is pretty good. But yeah, man, I think um, I think that's where we're gonna end it, fellas. Uh, Sam, you got anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here, man? I know I brought you on late, man. That was my fault. Nah, I seen your boy got a DUI, man. Come on, man. He got all that money. He he got all that money to fix the fight. And you can't even get an Uber? What's up with that? Who was that? Uh, 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 Kovalev? Kovalev. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Kovalev got DUI? Kovalev. Yeah. yeah, he got DUI he got a, in, he, in L.A. Sunday <laughs> night, Monday somewhere. morning, yeah, in L.A. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, no, he was drinking up. That's funny. I didn't even he was that. drinking that vodka, dog. We know what he was drinking. Probably had some throw by his side, too, dog. Don't hate that guy, dog. The, the crusher, the crusher, man. But yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate you guys call, uh, calling in, man. Uh, RC. Hopefully, we catch you on Sunday. Hopefully, you won't be uh, tweeting at 5 a.m. in the morning LA time. I know I woke up, checked it. Ah. All I see is I don't care who knows it. I love white women. Fuck, fuck what you talking about or something like that, man. That's some bullshit. Hey, I don't know. Uh, um, I don't know if I'm – I think I'm going to be out here in Frisco still on Sunday working at, um, I think, in the morning. So if we could do a late-night show, that would probably be better. I'll be off about, like, 6 or 7 or something like that. Probably 6. Okay, yeah, that's but, definitely that's, – that's fine with me, man. Uh, we could get that done, man. But, uh, yeah, man, I want to thank you all for calling. Uh, we had a pretty good show, pretty good uh, listens last night, pretty good – I mean, on Sunday, pretty good downloads. So we want to keep it going. Uh and like I said, I want to thank everybody for calling. Holler at that boy JP, my boy Seattle Sign, my man RC. He is alive. He is alive. So, yeah, man, I want to thank you all again. Subscribe, listen, do all this stuff, share. And uh, we'll catch you all on Sunday. Outsiders Boxing Podcast, we out of here. Peace.